1: Part of the On Network.
0: Hello and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host Howard Meddahl, Reminding you, you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnWBB, like us on Facebook, or rate and review us on iTunes or your podcast listen of choice. Also, don't forget to download the Summit Hoops app—a way to follow women's basketball 24/7. And somebody who's generated no shortage of news stories for us over at the summit uh, is Jim Pittman, uh, who joins us now. Uh, Jim, of course, uh, double duty executive with both Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury. And uh, so, Jim, we'll keep it brief because I know you've got plenty to prepare for. How are you today?
1: I'm doing well, Howard. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, a pleasure. Um, I want to talk big picture with you first, uh, because what you did was so interesting to me. Uh, You come off of a playoff uh, appearance last year, and you do all but a complete teardown of the team. And uh, it's interesting. A lot of it's really worked out very well so far. But take me through what your thinking was coming off of last year and what you thought the arc of this team was at that point.
1: Well last year while we did advance to the semifinals, we were 16 and 18 in the regular season and basically snuck into the playoffs in the last day of the season and 16 and 18 in Phoenix isn't good enough for us um, our goal every year is to win championships and we needed to uh, put together a team that would have a chance to win now and into the future and as we looked at our roster we saw our- ourselves getting old uh, we'd lost some of our athleticism and we knew that we needed to make some changes and, and make them quickly while still trying to play at a very high level. So uh we set out with uh three goals for the for the offseason. We wanted to become more athletic, uh, we wanted to be a better defensive team, and we wanted to be a better rebounding team. And I'll tell you that uh I think we've achieved two of the three goals so far. Uh, I, I think we definitely got more athletic um, by adding Daniel Robinson as our point guard. <laughs> um Steph Talbot provides us great athleticism on the wing although she's uh, still a rookie she does have uh, a lot of international experience um mm-hmm. and uh has, has really played well for us at times uh and we added uh, Camille Robinson or uh, Camille Little who uh helps us in a lot of different ways defensively uh spreads the floor a little bit uh, for us as well, which opens up uh, the interior for Brittany Griner, which we'll, we can talk about here in a second. Uh, but uh, I think that's been been a big benefit for us. And and defensively, we have gotten better um, by adding that athleticism and and the chemistry that's been created with the the players that are on the roster. You know, we were bottom third or bottom quartile in the league last year in almost every meaningful defensive category mm-hmm. and this year we're in the in the top two or three in in the in the big categories and uh, you know whether you're looking at defensive rating or defensive efficiency or you know field field goal percentage or three point for field goal percentage we, we've really improved in those areas and and for for us here in phoenix that was the big key um we scored enough points last year but we couldn't stop other teams and we knew that in order to get back to uh, a championship caliber team we had to get better defensively so that was really the the big impetus for us making the changes
0: so to that end and you talked about improving defensively and yeah you know second the lead in defensive efficiency uh, is a is a stark contrast to last year when you're building a defensive roster are you building it with the idea that you're going to create more chances, you know, look to force more steals and sort of leverage that athleticism because you know at the other end and because you know when you take those chances, you've got a rim protector like few other teams have in Brittany.
1: Well, sure, that's that's uh, a huge piece of what we were trying to do. We wanted to use that athleticism, but we wanted athletes who were committed to playing defense and, and committed to um, being... Uh, a part of a, a scheme that would help us uh, be a better team defensive team not mm-hmm. just individual defensive team but a team defensive team we we had too many times last year where players would uh, get beat off the dribble which which would allow BG to come over and help right. and and probably force a missed shot but we then didn't have the rotations in place to get a get that defensive rebound and so we'd give a an easy offensive rebound putback and mm-hmm. we, we needed to eliminate that we needed to get better defensively as a as a unit not just individually. And so as we were looking at the players that were available, we wanted to make sure that we had pieces that fit together. And um I, so far I think you know, we we've done a pretty good job with that. I think we're going to continue to get better as the players get to know each other and trust each other even more as the season progresses, but uh through nine games, uh, I'm pretty pleased with, uh, with the pro- progress we've made.
0: Yeah, I mean, clearly it's so far going according to plan in that way. And I guess I wonder whether you think in a broader sense, in a longer term sense, that you had a responsibility to build for the window that represents uh, the time that you have Diana Tarazi playing, like Diana Tarazi uh concurrent to Britney Griner's prime? Do, was that sort of the window to, you know, they're the returning players, they're the ones who you kept was that the idea that we're going to maximize that and that is uh, a base that we can leverage to a championship?
1: Well, clearly those two are are, are incredible players. Diana, in my mind, is the greatest of all time she's going to pass the all-time uh, record in scoring here um, this weekend Friday at night, some point yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's we certainly want her to finish her career in Phoenix, and uh, we did that by locking her up with a long-term contract here earlier in the year. Uh, and clearly, we want to maximize her skills and uh, and take advantage of what Brittany Griner does for us as well. And so, yeah, we wanted to build around those two. Those um, those two are the face of our franchise, and uh, we wanted to make sure that uh, we kept it that way. And and utilized the um, the skills that those two have and, and then put pieces around them that would make us the best team that we could be.
0: And so, to Diana's point, when when you're having that conversation, take me through, A, A what you're thinking was, you know, obviously bringing in uh, Daniel Robinson, Allows her to be off the ball uh, more, which uh, presumably could both extend her career and make sure that, uh, you know, she has the ledge for making the shots that, like you said, she has made that very few have ever, if anyone has ever made in the history of the game come a fourth quarter of a key matchup that you guys have. And what her thinking was as well in uh, signing on and making sure that that commitment was there uh, through 2020.
1: Well, I, you said it. We wanted to, to get her off the ball. Uh, she, in my mind, is still one of the best passers in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at her assist totals for her career, and she's top five all-time in that category as well. Um, but it does take its toll on you, bringing the ball up, being pressured, you know, 94 feet at times. Uh, that That's a wear and tear that uh, we felt that we'd be we, better utilized with Diana not handling the ball and bringing it up all the time. She still does occasionally, uh, but having uh, Daniel Robinson and and we also picked up Leilani Mitchell who uh, who both can handle um, the ball and and get us into our offense quickly, uh, we thought that was a a really good move um, to to help extend Diana's career. Now, Diana has also helped extend her career by how well she takes care of her body, how well she she eats, how well she trains, Uh, she's one of those players that can play as long as she wants because she has taken such good care of her body through the years. Now, she's obviously played a lot of minutes, both in the WNBA and in Europe, but uh, because of the effort that she puts in every day, uh, her career can go on for, for quite some time.
0: And so the specifics of Danielle and Leilani, Leilani has uh, lead your team in steal percentage. And and to the point, to the roster that you've put together and the way it fits, you have actually four players with a steal percentage above two, uh, neither of them being Griner or Tarazi. So that speaks to the specific way in which you built this team for athleticism and buy-in at the defensive end. But Leilani has been doing it at both ends. uh, That 64.4% true shooting percentage, she's been able to create, she's been able able to, uh, at times, give you a look with multiple point guards as well with Danielle. What does she represent in the arc of this team and the success for this team in your mind?
1: Well, she's she's been one of the um, really good surprises for me. We knew what we were getting in, in Leilani because she played with us two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was was very good for us. She obviously sat out last season, at least at the beginning of the season, uh, with her Australian commitments, and then finished in in Washington. But we we've always been big fans of hers, mm-hmm. uh, and she continues to get better. She was um, the most valuable player in in the Australian league this year, and you know, we obviously keep a very close eye on a lot of players, and uh, she's one that uh, we knew was was really rounding into the prime of her career. And she's continued to play with great confidence uh, and, as you mentioned, shoots the ball extremely well. When uh, when she's open, you expect the ball to go in. And uh, that's a, a nice piece to have when uh, you can space the floor and, and then allow Brittany Griner to operate in the, in the paint. Um, it's, it's, it's been a, a
0: huge benefit for us what she's done is a little bit of everything even her block percentage at one and a half percent not what you would expect (laughs) necessarily from someone at her size but uh, somebody whose uh size and athleticism i think are really interesting for the position and for where the lead is going is stephanie talbot what was the process like to make the decision to bring her over at this point and what do you think is reasonable to expect out of her you guys have thrust her into uh, a pretty significant role right away here
1: well, we we drafted her in 2014, um, knowing that uh, she needed a few years still to develop. But her athleticism was a, what really stood out to us um, with her size at 6'2", and her her ability to uh, to defend more than anything is what um, what we really liked. Uh, she really progressed well over the last uh, year and a half or so, including uh, this off season in Poland where she. Was basically top ten in the Polish league in virtually every category, mm-hmm. and um, as, as we watched her develop, we we knew it was probably time. Given the fact that we had a, had lost um, Dewanna Bonner to, to pregnancy, and uh, we had weren't going to be able to get Sonia Petrovich back because of the Euro uh, tournament, um, we knew that we needed a, a three to fill in. And Steph gives us uh, a lot of energy uh, from the start. Uh, she's, While she is just now turning 23, she has played professionally for four or five years. And so uh, I don't really consider her to be necessarily a rookie, uh, even though she is the age of a rookie. That's uh, and I,
0: she's,
1: she's really stepped in and, and, and done a great job for
0: us. Do, do you think that is, I, I mean, it's become more common in the years since, but... A consequence of the relatively small roster spots, the lack of, you know, anything like approaching a D-lead on the WNBA side that, you know, look, this is a way to be able to get talent. You know, you got her not just in the 2014 draft and got a starter out of it, but out of the third round of the 2014 right. draft. I, I, is that just more and more the wave of the future as it gets harder and harder for even first-round picks to crack these rosters when there are only 144 spots?
1: I, th- I think that could be the wave. What I also believe is that um, the international players are continuing to get better and better, and w- we're seeing that uh, in the Euro uh, tournaments and uh, the various country leagues that there are a lot of 18-, um, 19-, 20-year-old players that are playing uh, key minutes for a lot of the, the good teams. and. I think we'll continue to see that uh, that development. Uh, I know there'll be uh, in the upcoming draft there'll be a handful of players who will be draft eligible who will probably be able to come in, if not right away, within a couple of years to to contribute to teams here in the W. And uh, I think that's great for the the growth of the league, uh, and I think it's great for the growth of women's basketball that we're seeing that. Uh, um, international flavor coming to the WNBA.
0: no question about it uh let's talk about the growth that is perhaps as key as anything not just on your team but i would argue throughout the league and that's from Brittany Griner herself and there are a couple of numbers i want to throw your way and i'd like to see how they correspond to what you're seeing and what your expectations were for her so uh player efficiency rating overall she's jumped from 21 to 32.5 which is largely unprecedented uh, very few people have ever done that if she holds it over the course of the season in the history of the lead but she's done it not just by uh, increasing the amount that she's scoring. Her usage rate is way up. But her assist rate, for instance, her assist percentage, rather, has more than doubled. She was at 6.5% last year. She's at 14.8% this year, uh, something that would be a reasonable number out of a two or a three, and she's doing it out of the five spot. So uh, just even to start there, what are you looking for, and how much more have you guys made a decision to run the offense through Brittany Griner?
1: Well, first of all, I couldn't be more proud of uh, the growth that that we've seen in in Brittany Griner. She's really dedicated herself to becoming the best player that she can be. She wants to be one of the elite players in the league, and I I think she's, she's there. I mean, to me, she's one of the three leading candidates for the uh, MVP award here, about 25% or 30% into the season. And uh, I'm really, really pleased with, with what she's done. Her work ethic is tremendous. Um, she's really transformed her her body. She's gotten stronger. She's in the weight room every day. Uh, she's eating better. Um, and you can't discount spending time with Diana Taurasi year-round and, and the impact that... Uh, watching how hard diana works every day at her game uh what impact that's had on on bg and I, I see that same thing happening with her with her now that she works just as hard as diana um pre-practice post-practice whatever it takes to get better uh and she has in a, in a lot of areas i think by getting stronger she's become more athletic which has allowed her to, to do more things um, she's also matured um, as a as a player, where she can now see double teams and make the right pass. Hence, the uh, increased uh, assist percentage. Um, she's and and frankly, uh, at this point, we do run a lot of our offense through her because she has been so good. She shoots a very very high percentage. Uh, she's a great free throw shooter, which I sometimes I think goes overlooked. You know, she's shooting eighty five percent from the free throw line, which mm-hmm. is unheard of for, for a center of. Uh, and and eighty percent
0: for her career. I, I, I yeah. guess I guess my question to that end because You're right. I mean, it, it's almost like she's flipped her assist percentage and her turnover percentage. Turnover percentage yeah. down from fifteen to ten point four. But what I wondered was. She has always been, uh, right from the moment she got to the, to the lead, an efficient scorer, not just around the rim, but you know, yeah. with that turnaround game. And obviously it's gotten better year after year, but do you think running the offense through her more has made her more effective at that? Or is because she's been more effective at that, you guys have had a greater comfort level with running the offense through her more of the time?
1: You know, I, I, it's, that's hard to say. I, I think what's happened is that she has gotten stronger, and she's matured, and so now there is a, a bigger um, comfort in, in getting her the ball, knowing that she's going to make the right decision, and, and it kind of just snowballs. So I, I'm not sure if it's the chicken or the egg in this case, but it it's happened, and we couldn't be happier.
0: So when I've written about her in the past, I've talked about the fact that I think she's almost suffered from the comparison to expectations that are unlimited. And we've just never seen someone with her stature and the type of game that she had and the varied abilities that she'd had from day one come into the league. And so how, for you, when you are going about planning for a player like that, how do you go about planning for what she can be for your team when there really aren't comps to Brittany Griner and to be able to figure out how she can help you and what's the maximum way to maximize what you get from her?
1: Well, I mean, at the end of the day, we're trying to win championships here, and and we look at what can be the best way to achieve that. And and BG offers us a, a lot of skill. Uh, in the paint Uh, and to maximize that uh, efficiency that you were talking about we wanted to make sure too that we had put the right people around her to space the floor so that she has plenty of room to operate and then double teams have a little farther to go to to double and then to recover and gives her a little better chance of of being successful making Mm -hmm. the, the right pass out or getting a quick shot off before a double can come uh we'll continue to explore ways to utilize her skills because as you said i i think it's almost limitless as to what she can achieve uh she is so skilled offensively and um, we all know how good of a rim protector she is uh, with her her uh number of block shots so early in her career uh defensively she i think can continue to get better um You know, as far as her one-on-one defense, and I think that will happen as she she gets stronger. And we've seen that this year, that that, uh, she has definitely taken that jump. But, again, her her maturity and her comfort level with the game at this point are at a spot that we haven't seen before. And uh, as that part of her game continues to get better, the mental part, uh, I, I really think the sky's the limit.
0: It's just remarkable. I mean, she... If we assume that coming into this year was her pre-peak, uh, given what she's doing so far this year, she was already 10th ever in player efficiency rating, and she was second ever in the lead and block percentage, and that was before reaching, like you said, uh, a, a a summit that we don't yet know what it consists of. So it would be fascinating uh, to see, and uh, I agree with you. I, I, I think it, it is really limitless. The bigger picture with her and, and, and Diana, just to sort of tie this together, um, is you were able to sign both of them to long-term deals uh, that, number one, locks in a window for you, it looks to me, from the outside, uh, but number two, also make sure you've got them secured uh, beyond what is a potential opt-out uh, of the CBA by the players. Uh, was there that known known and being able to have that in place for you uh, a driver for making those decisions when you guys did? Well it was certainly
1: something that we considered um, but at, at the end of the day I, you know we, bo- we both sides want to be in Phoenix both BG and, and Diana they have had great success here and um, i li- like to think that we treat them well here and and they have indicated that they want to want to play their careers here. So we wanted to make sure that we had the opportunity to get them signed to contracts that uh, will allow them to do that. Um, so you know, while we need to be strategic in and how we go about signing uh, and making deals, uh, when you have two players of of the stature that we have, we want to make sure that they're here for a long time.
0: Well, it's certainly something I know that Phoenix fans are very pleased about. and I guess when you come in, and in your very first year as general manager, you go 29-5, and it's hard to think of anything short of that type of campaign followed by a championship as a goal. But just when you envision what 2017 can and should be for this team when there are so many new pieces, when there are so many new players in place, is it championship robust for you at this point? Or do you think of this as more of an arc?
1: Yeah, you know... Obviously, our goal is always to win championships, uh, and our goal is to play deep into the playoffs. Um, whether or not we win a championship this year or in the future, uh, that remains to be seen. That has to all be played out on the court, and there's so many variables that you can't control, like like injuries, for example. Um, but yeah I, I think I really like our team. Uh, I think it's going to continue to get better. Uh, and I think it's going to get better for over the next couple of years. And so uh, I think that we have a chance to be very competitive uh, here in as you put it in the window um, over the next two or three years and with, with the ultimate goal being to win championships and we'll see how that all shakes out.
0: Well, it would be fascinating to see. And so, Jim Pittman, I appreciate the time. Uh, I know our listeners do as well. Best of luck to you in uh, all your endeavors moving forward. Great. Thank you. And just a reminder to our listeners as well, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at LockedOnWBB, like us on Facebook, or rate and review us on iTunes, your podcast listen of choice. Uh, I'm Howard Meddahl, wishing you a wonderful day.